a while back I was being introduced among a number of people and the person introducing me said and this is the Reverend Jonathan Bedingfield and I just about fainted I don't think in my whole life I've ever been called Jonathan Um, that's not my name it's just plain John Uh, My poor mother was already tired of writing Virginia Bedingfield, and so she gave me and my brother a very short first name so that we wouldn't have to write quite so much. I've always been John with an H, sure and simple, except for a little time in college when my two best friends were also John. And so we had a problem when the three of us would go out. Um, Instead of being John, John, and John, we became Tersh and JB and Jack. We all relinquished our Johnship. I don't have a nickname, but a lot of people do. Some of you do. I know people by their nicknames. In some cases, I couldn't tell you their real name if a million dollars were put on it. I've been around people with nicknames, and there's often a question that comes when someone is known by a name that clearly is not probably their given name. And that's when someone looks at them and says, well, what's your real name? What's your real name? That's a question the church puts to us today. What is your real name? On this January 1st, 2017, you may go by this or that or such and such. Your family may know you by a certain name. You may even think of yourself in another way. But what's your real name? In Judaism, the real name of God is thought to be so sacred, so beautiful, so powerful that it's never said out loud. Instead, observant Jews often refer to God by saying Adonai, meaning simply the Lord. Or sometimes they'll say Hashem, meaning the name. In Islam, also, there's great power in the name of God, but in a different way. There's power in Islam in praying the 99 names of God. One Sunni scholar interprets this as saying, 99 is important because Allah is odd. (laughs) Allah is odd, being one, being an odd number, and loves odd numbers. I like the idea that God is a bit odd and loves odd things. Names are important, whether we mean the name of God or our own name. You've noticed from the bulletin heading that today in the Episcopal Church, we think of this day as the holy name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's had other names in the past. In the Roman Church today, it's a day especially for the Blessed Virgin Mary. But even there, it's a focus on a name. It's the name given to the mother of Jesus. The official title for Roman Catholics today is the Solemnity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God. Mother of God, Theotokos, that odd word, is quite a name. It's a name given by the faithful, adopted by the church, a name argued about, and a name prayed to. The church gave Mary that name, but his parents give Jesus a name. 
We heard in today's gospel, eight days after his birth, his parents take him to the temple for the customary circumcision and naming ceremony. Jesus is circumcised and dedicated. His mother is blessed. And then Jesus is given that name the angel Gabriel said he should be given. He's given that name that is a form of the Hebrew name for Joshua. Jesus, like Joshua, means salvation is from God. Salvation is from the Lord. Talk about a big name. Imagine being named salvation. Jesus' name means that he will be about the business, the work, the joy of saving In Christ, we receive a new name, and it's a name that saves us. The life of Jesus saves us from a life lived only to the self. The words of Jesus save us from anything or anyone who would demean us or suggest that we are anything other than the child of God. The healing of Jesus saves us as we pray for wholeness and healing and try to extend that blessing of healing to others. The the laughter of Jesus saves us from despair. The welcome of Jesus saves us from the cold. The death of Jesus saves us from the fear of the grave and from dying without a purpose. The resurrection of Jesus saves us from the power of sin to keep us down. And the resurrection saves us many times, many times over, from ourselves as much as from others. Jesus saves from, but Jesus also saves for. He saves us for his Father, for for God, so that God might delight in us as God's children. Jesus saves us for the kingdom of God, that holy realm and way of believing and living with one another, here and now as well as into the future. The kingdom of God being a way of lifting one another and encouraging one another and loving one another. Jesus saves us for a more abundant life so that in any situation, in any misfortune, in any crisis or calamity, we can look through death to life and to life everlasting. On this day, we celebrate the name that saves. And we also celebrate the fact that we share in this name. Today being New Year's Day, it's a good day to think about our names. What are the names that we carry into this new year? And do our names suit us? Sometimes a name that's been given to us or we've given ourselves limits us or restricts us. Sometimes it even oppresses How many times have we known a person in our 60s, 70s, or 80s who's known as the nickname Baby? The ongoing discussion of bullying in our schools reminds us of the power of name-calling. Sticks and stones break bones, but names, bad names, too, can hurt. Sometimes those names stay with us, and they take a lot to change them. But that's where God can come in. Just as in our first reading, God puts God's name upon the people of Israel. God names us, too. Like the naming way back in the book of Genesis, God calls us all good. 
Like the naming of the baptism of Jesus in our own baptism, God calls us blessed and beloved, child of God, adopted in the fullness of God's love. Some of you might have already seen the new movie, Fences, made from the play. I haven't seen it yet. I want to. But Viola Davis is starring in that movie. But I remember her especially in another movie, that portrayal of the movie called The Help, from the novel written by Abilene, by, um, by Catherine Stockett. In the movie, Viola Davis plays Abilene Clark, and there's that classic scene where she hugs a little girl who is so badly abused verbally by her mother. This little girl is, is belittled and talked down to and called nasty, mean things. And so Abilene Clark looks at the little girl at May and, and hugs her close and says those famous words that become like a refrain. You're a smart girl. You're a kind girl, May Mobley. You hear me? She says, you're kind. You is smart. You is important. In that moment, as those new names are given to May, new names that are really old names that remind her of that first naming of God, God's names begin to overpower whatever other names she's heard or been called. God's names begin to overpower whatever small, mean, or hurtful names might have been used by a mother or a sibling or anyone else. And little May begins to hear versions of her true name. Hopefully she'll always remember that true name and be able to return to it again and again and again. As we move into this new year and we think about those things we might like to do differently or say differently, there's an opportunity for us to take on a new name. Maybe that name would describe how you'd like to be in the new year. Maybe the new name marks a transition or a turning point, an ending of one thing, a beginning of something else. Maybe it's simply growing more deeply into a name that you haven't even said out loud yet. What might that name be for you? Generous, good, patient, supportive, loving, persistent, merciful, forgiving, understanding, industrious, tireless, creative. What might it be? What's your name? What's your real name?